Okay. Welcome to the next edition of our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast, where we're going to live our best life, but we're not going to forget about any of it. And uh, in this broadcast, we've got all sorts of different things coming up. Dr. Jack Caravelli uh, is supposed to join us. Josh Bernstein, he'll no doubt be hawking for uh, the uh, folks over there at... Um, what is it that he hawks for? Um, the healthcare group. I don't know. He hawks. He hawks for him. Well, there is Daddy. He's got to uh, kind of hawk for him because they're giving him money. Um, but let's tell you about. Speaking of people that are we're going to be hawking for, so we can get their money. Okay. An incredible new marketing partner with us today here on our big broadcast, GoFundMe.com slash little-black-dog-the-project. It's an independent film project. It's Jio Jio Little Black Dog. We're raising money for an anti-dog-eating-themed feature film. Check out GoFundMe.com slash little-black-dog-the-project. Jio-he-jo-little-black-dog. Check it out today on GoFundMe. Please go donate right now on GoFundMe.com. Okay, now that we got that guy's money, um, we're, <laughs> we're going... To uh, we are going to go to Josh Bernstein here in just a few. Actually, we're going to do this. We're going to go to an interview, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and then we'll do Josh Bernstein coming up. Hopefully, welcome back to our big program here on iHeartRadio, AMFM twenty four seven dot com. Tune in iTunes and Radio Loyalty. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And uh, it is our Thursday edition, uh, a couple days after Christmas uh, broadcast. And we've got a great guest with us today on the Skype audio line. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend, and tell us a little about yourself. What's up? I'm Colt Cannon. I make music. I'm a hip-hop artist from Sacramento, California. How's it going, 95.9 FM? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Man, I've been making music for almost all my life. I have a new album coming out called Stargazer. I'm a hip-hop artist. I would consider a new wave hip-hop, so don't sleep on that because it's a new style that's coming out. It's not It's not like anything you've heard before. Well, tell us about new wave. Tell us about this. We, we don't know anything about this. Tell us all about it, man. And, you know, most hip hop nowadays sounds the same. It all sounds the same. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound anything unique like hip hip hop used to be. Hip hop used to be like people would come out and they would be like, you know, what? I'm going to challenge, I'm going to challenge all these artists. I'm going to, I'm going to sound different from everybody. Nowadays, all hip hop sounds sounds exactly the same. My my music doesn't sound like anything that's coming out. Really, really, that's awesome. Yeah, that's my, awesome. Yeah, mine's mine's like I like to think my music's like the best of the old school and the best of the new school. Fantastic. Well, uh, you have done some amazing things. Tell me how you got started in the hip hop business. Um, when I was really young, 
I think hip hop music really just sang to me, you know. Um, I really just enjoyed the. I just really enjoyed the power of hip hop when I was a kid because I think that I think I think that music is a really powerful thing. It reaches beyond. It reaches beyond ethnicity. It reaches beyond your culture. It reaches beyond your social class in life. Um, I think music's just a powerful thing in general. So I've always really gravitated making music you know what i mean yes yes we have got a, a great guest with us today he joins us live here on iHeartRadio and amfm247.com now um if people want to find you on social media how do they do that exactly all right so it's really easy it's really easy so if you want to find me on my website it's coltcannon.com and that's coltcannon cannon with one n it's not like the term it's not like the term for a gun it's like the term for authenticity and religion. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's 92 Colt Cannon. Uh, Instagram or Twitter, at 92 Colt Cannon. You can find me on SoundCloud or Facebook, um, at Colt Cannon. Uh, and that's, I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. If you, if you just type in Colt Cannon, I'm sure I'll pop up on one of your little social media sites. Fantastic. Now, um, talk to us a little bit about your social media, um, just what, what you've done with your reach and how you market yourself and everything of that nature. Uh, yeah, man, uh, to be honest, if you go ahead and follow me on Instagram, you have a chance to win free merchandise. I have a, I have a really unique merchandise line that, that changes manufacturers every few months. The reason I do this is to allow the merchandise to embody a, a certain uniqueness um, through each manufacturer. I don't want I don't want every piece of clothing to be the same. I want each piece of my merchandise to be as unique as every one of my fans are, every one of my listeners are, just like every one of your listeners are. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Now, tell us about some of the different uh, influences and some of your musical heroes, things of that nature. Oh, perfect. That's a great question. I like that. They, You know, man, I love when people interview hip-hop artists because they always are like, Who, who's your favorite, who's your best influences in you know, and they'll start naming off all these hip hop artists, and it's like, okay, that's awesome. But who are your favorite? Who are your favorite artists that aren't hip hop artists? You know, um, I'm big on Nirvana. I'm big on um, if you heard that song "Take Me to Church" by Hosier. By Hoser, yes, um, his voice, his voice is amazing. He's this Irish guy that is just like. His voice is like pure gold. <laughs> I'm big on I'm big on vocal artists. Um, I grew I did grow up on hip hop, so there are a few hip hop influences like Eazy-E, N.W.A., uh, D.M.X. Um, I, I I I come from a really authentic era. I come from that '90s era, so it's like I, I like to call myself the golden age of music. <laughs> I, I I get influenced by all the best music. So and and I'm kind of a curveball. Um, I love I love opera. I love classical music. So that's a big influence on my music. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Joins us live here in our broadcast, coast to coast, border to border. Tune in iTunes for your loyalty. Of course, iHeartRadio today, and uh, a fantastic, fantastic musical guest with us today. Now, if uh, if people want to find your stuff on YouTube, are, are are you available anywhere on YouTube? Yeah, you know what? Type in Colt Cannon. You'll be able to get me on a few channels. Um, I have 
<clears throat> I have a um, a music video out now where I diss the legendary rap group Bone Thugs, which I'm sure a lot of listeners won't like, but me and them have some history. Um, you can see that music video. There's another lyrical video on another channel. I'm also part of a um, a podcast that I support that my friends make. It's called the Schnerdcast. S H N E R D. They make they basically just report on all the video game news. They do a sports cast where they report on all the sports. Definitely look me up on YouTube, Cold Cannon. You'll you'll be able to find me. One in, but you'll be able to find me. Fantastic. Now, uh, you you mentioned uh, a little bit of a history with uh, with, with, with some uh, with some folks. Talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, so in the beginning of this year, I it, it, for a while I had taken kind of a a sidestep for music, regrettably, because I wanted to I, I really just wanted to like figure out what was best for me. This year came up, and I was like, you know what? The only thing that's going to work for me is music. That's the only thing that's going to make me happy so i kind of just went balls to the walls and i decided you know what let's make let's just go let's start investing in myself let's start investing in myself so i contacted harmony house which is um one of bone thugs and harmony's record labels one of the members of bone thugs and harmony's record labels um their record label i had gotten into contact i had gotten some luck and decided, you know what? Let's pay them. Let's get a let's get a verse from them. Let's get a verse from one of the members of Bone Thugs at Harmony. And I contacted Lazy Bone. Well, he was really really cool with working with me. Um, and he and and over the course of months, we've gotten him paid. Um, we had decided to get him paid over a couple of months rather than paying him everything at once because I was an upcoming artist and. After I had paid him, he never sent me the verse. He kept just telling me, oh, I'm going to send you the verse, I'm going to send you the verse, and he never sent it. He never, ever sent it. So finally, after months and months of waiting, as as the impatient person, the, the impatient suffering artist that I am, he I finally was like, you know what, forget it, and I kind of blew up on him because I was like, dude, it's been like eight months, and you haven't you haven't sent me my verse. It's only 12 lines. All you have to do is say 12 lines over an instrumental. And he never sent it. And so I, I was like, where is it? Where is it? You know what? Forget it. And he told me I was being disrespectful. And then I thought, you know what? You know what? Forget it. I'll make the best of a bad situation. And I'll just bring this up in a song. <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So what's been the feedback uh, from bringing it up in a song? You know, it's funny because nowadays I come from a generation where where you can't you can't really speak your mind about the old generation because it's kind of looked at as disrespectful. And a lot of the kids that are my age or younger nowadays are actually disrespecting legendary artists. Where it's like, I I, I think that I think that a lot of people perceived it that way where I was just being disrespectful for no reason and it was like, no, me and this guy were under contract. You know what I mean? So I, I think a lot of it is more negative than positive because people are misconceiving it the wrong way. It's not me being like, well, I just picked a fight to get some attention. It was more like, you know what? I actually love this guy. I love this guy's music, but he disrespected me and my rival became my idol. So I, I, I want to say 
it's more negative than positive. But at the same time, I think that any any publicity is good publicity, especially when it comes to you just speaking your mind. Awesome stuff. Now, uh, the, uh, the the world of, of hip-hop is uh, very interesting. What, 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 what do you make of the current hip-hop scene? Oh, I love it. I love it. A lot of these, a lot of people nowadays are like, I hate it because of like mobile rap. I hate it because yep. uh, because of trap, uh, because of trap. Blah 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 blah. Man, I love it. I love it. I love how new. I love how new everything sounds. I love how kids are coming out and they're able to make these hit songs at 17 years old and 16 years old. You have kids like like um, like XXX Tentacion. He was. He he was famous by the time he was sixteen, seventeen. He's rest in peace to him. He's gone now. He had, he gotten shot in Florida. But he these kids that are coming out now, they're not doing what old hip hop artists would do, where they would make one classic hit hip hop song, and then the, then you would hear them only make hip hop. Now kids nowadays are like, you know what? I'm going to make a hip hop song. Or I'm going to make a rap song. Or I'm going to make a trap song. Or I'm going to make a mumble song. And then they get famous, and it's like they don't even do that anymore. They just they just jump on a guitar and start singing over a guitar, and I love that. I love it. I love how innovative hip hop is now. It's it's in a great place. It's in a good place. No matter what the last generation says, no matter what people like Bone Thugs Bone Thugs are saying to um, artists like Migos, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like uh, tension between those two groups on the internet right now. Yeah. No matter what they're saying, no matter what they say, hip hop is in a great place. Nobody needs to give respect to anybody in hip hop because, man, hip hop has evolved so much. It's it's, it's fantastic. It's music is music is a thing that doesn't see color, it doesn't see age. So, I think hip hop's in a great place. Well, talk to me a little bit about some of the different artists that you've worked with in the past. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I've had a lot of bad luck with that. And at the beginning of this year, I thought, man, I'm having a lot of bad luck with this. What the hell? <laughs> because I had contacted a lot of people, and it was like, it was like, I would come close to working with these people, and then it wouldn't happen. Um, so I hate to name drop because it never happened. It was just things that me and the person would talk to on the phone or over the internet, and then I would send them songs and their work schedule, their their music schedule just didn't work with mine. So I've worked with, I, as far as meeting people, I've actually met some really awesome people this year as far as, like, the Bone Thugs and Harmony thing goes. Um, I met Snoop Dogg's son. Snoop Dogg's son, shout out to him. He's, like, this hippie guy who's just all loving. He's a good yes. guy. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's super vegan. He's, like, it's funny. You wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think that Snoop Dogg's son would be, like, a vegan... <laughs> loving person, but he's totally this like hippie dude who's just really awesome. Um, the same with, and, and you know, even though I dissed them, the same to Bone Thugs and Harmony's kids. I've met a couple of their kids, and a couple of their kids are just like uber talented kids. They're just super talented kids. Um, so most of my collaboration efforts have been with literally the new generation of the last generation. So Snoop Dogg's son, Crazy Bone Son, Lazy Bone Son. Um, on Twitter, me and Talib Kweli. Um, Talib Kweli is an artist who used to work with uh, Most Def. He used to actually just dance in the background of the music videos, but he's he's considered a legend in the conscious hip-hop game. Uh, me and him had kind of a bout 
on Twitter. Uh, me and I wanted to work with him, but he kind of just kind of attacked me on Twitter. So, like I said, I don't really. I think I kind of rub people the wrong way. I don't think people want to work with me just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's it's definitely been an honor and a privilege to chat with you today, my friend. Before we let you go, how do we find you online and uh, get a hold of your social media and, and, and all of these various things? Perfect. So go on YouTube. You're going to type in Colt Cannon with one N, and I want everybody to watch that music video because it's not a diss. It's not a diss to bump thugs. It's just me bringing up what happened between us. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, Go ahead and type in 92 Cole Cannon or just my name, Cole Cannon. I'm sure you'll be able to find me. Okay, we're done with Colt Cannon and his nonsense. It is uh, a <laughs> famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We've got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about right now here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out GoFundMe.com. Search, I am planning a cross-country trip for my fiance. This is an amazing GoFundMe campaign by Hunter Patterson. He's in Shreveport, Louisiana. He's currently deployed. He's been, for the last three months, his goal for this is to raise enough money for food, lodging, and gas. He's planning to drive across country to surprise his fiance when he gets back in March. Any donation would help, and I'll be making a video of the whole trip. The trip will start in Yorktown, Virginia, and end in Edmonton, Canada. Let's help him out today at GoFundMe.com. Search, I'm planning a cross-country trip for my fiance. Let's give him some of your hard-earned money today and tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. We've got an incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Dried Zero, the dash cam with the share button. A dash cam with cloud sharing and a gorgeous discreet look. Make the roads a safer place. Over there at K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. It's absolutely amazing. Check out Dried Zero. It's a dash cam with cloud sharing and a gorgeous discreet look. Make the roads a safer place. Help them get to that goal. Give them some of your hard-earned money today. They've started Dried to save people from dying on the roads. By building this project, they can save at least one person that was definitely worth the effort. It's super high-resolution dash cam. Smart and slim. You can share it to all the social media. It is an amazing, amazing product. See the full picture by going to K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Give them some of your hot and money today. Search D-R-I-D-E PillowScanner dot com also offers free home exchange or home swap services among the hosts. Visit their website today and grab a free membership at no cost. Pillowscanner.com, www.pillowscanner.com. That's pillowscanner.com, P-I-L-L-O-W-S-C-A-N-N-E-R.com. Pillowscanner.com. An incredible new marketing partner, a transmedia worldwide, myaddicttomyangel.com. Myaddicttomyangel.com. It's M-Y-A-D-D-I-C-T-T-O-M-Y-A-N-G-E-L.com. For every accessory shift, a portion of the proceeds will be donated towards overdose awareness in honor of Brady's memory. He's an amazing individual. He was fighting, and he was helping everyone out there in the world 
We lost him to drug overdose in 2016, a week after his 24th birthday. He was attending state meetings about changing the law to where you could get a court order to have someone committed and treated involuntarily for substance abuse. When we feel they are in grave danger, we just saw how many families the disease is affecting and wanted to do what we could do to help. Check out M-Y-A-D-D-I-C-T-T-O-M-Y-A-N-G-E-L.com. HighHook.org. The feature is our new High Hook Tuna Dry Fit shirt. Stay cool, light, comfortable in this long sleeve shirt with SPF 30 plus protection. Check out HighHook.org. Established in 2018, High Hook is for everyone with a passion for fishing, whether offshore bending the rods of tuna, mahi mahi, or marlin, or plying the fresh water for bass, walleye, and crappie. We understand your love of the spot. Support your desire to be the next high hook. We realize that our plants' waters are our playground and ask that you share our respect for them and the creatures that inhabit them. We urge all of you fishermen, lady anglers, boaters, divers, servers, and anyone that shares our love of the water, please join our high hook community. You can do that at highhook.org. You know, it would help if I turned that damn microphone on. It is the world famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We've got a great guest coming up here in just a few seconds here on our big program. Coast to coast and boulder to boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, check out CheekyJaguar.com for more information. And of course, our app is available in both the app stores, iPod, and Google Play. We have got a great guest joining us on the line, and uh, we talked to him a lot during 2018, and I'm glad that we uh, have got him with us today for 2019, and that is Rabbi Ari Spiro. And um, he's known worldwide as America's rabbi, he's a Middle East observer and political analyst. Spiro is president of Caucus for America and author of Pushback, Reclaiming Our American Judeo Christian Ethos. And he joins us today here on our broadcast. And, um, Rabbi, there is a lot going on in the world around us. How are you, my friend? Oh, James, I'm just just fine. Where in Kansas are you? We are in Hutchinson, Kansas, of all places. Oh, okay. It is uh, about an hour from. It is about three hours from Kansas City. You're, you're you're west of Kansas City. Yes, yes, indeed. How close to Hayes County? Uh, actually, pretty close. Uh, do you, do you have someone in Hayes, or are are you in? How do you have a connection to the Hayes area? Well, I have a little connection. We'll talk about it one day. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got uh, Rabbi Ari Spiro with us today. He's known worldwide as America's rabbi. He's got pushback, reclaiming our American Judeo-Christian ethos. Um, You can find the book on Amazon. Let's talk a little bit about the book. It is a really, really, really Good book. You put a lot of time and effort into this. Talk to me a little bit about this book. Well, when I wrote it, I didn't realize how important it would be. Yes. Are you able to hear me clearly? I've got you, my friend. I've got you. Okay. You see, it's about the idea of a country needing a national identity. Okay. If you don't have an identity and you're just left with a vacuum... 
the wrong people are going to establish an identity. Now, we have an identity in this country. It just didn't grow and evolved. There was a purpose. Yes. And the people that founded this country, they founded it on certain specific principles which have given us our success. The idea of personal responsibility. Yes. The idea of being accountable. Free markets. A morality of knowing the difference between right and wrong, but a morality that's rooted in history and uh, comes a lot from the Bible. Yes. And then certainly the idea of local control. That was very important. That there's not a group of elitists somewhere in a, in a central location that determine the destiny and the day-to-day life of people uh, in, in their own locale. Local control was very important. And that's what made this country great. People are trying to change that. It's called liberalism. They don't want local control. They want control from a group of elites. That's what this deep state is all about. Yes. They don't want the idea of personal responsibility. They say that if anything happens, it's really society's fault. There's no moral right and wrong. Yes. It's based on moral relativism. And the whole idea of being accountable. Well, nobody's accountable for anything. So these very important ideals, and they all came from the combination of the Old and the New Testament, the Judeo-Christian ethos. Liberals want to destroy it. In Europe, it's being destroyed, and what's taking place is Sharia law and Islam, socialism, and um, transnationalism. There are many in this country that don't want a national identity or sovereignty. They actually want open borders. And what's going to happen is that um, in Europe, well, Islam is taking over in neighborhood after neighborhood in France and Germany and England. That's what pushback is all about. It's up to us to push back for the ideals that founded this country. We have got a great guest with us today. Rabbi Spiro joins us here on our broadcast. He is amazing, and uh, he has got this great book. Now, um, talk to us about um, this uh, situation that happened shortly before Christmas. This 87 to 12, the Senate overwhelmingly passes criminal justice reform. What, what, what do you make of this? Well, I'm not exactly happy about it. It's not on my number one list of things to be uh, alarmed about. Yeah. But this is, part of this is one of these feel-good uh, pieces of legislation where the Republicans can basically cave in to the Democrats and say, you see, we're all unified. And some of it is good, but in many situations, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried because they're going to allow many prisoners out, in my belief, way too early. There are some people certainly that have committed crimes that, you know, give them a second chance because the crime was so, it's only a crime on the books. It's not like a natural crime. But there are people there, some of them are child molesters and rapists and uh, some were people involved in terrible crime, uh, gruesome crimes, and they're going to let them out early by saying, well, if they didn't um, start up too much in prison, that means that they've been remedied and they've been reformed and they can go back out into society and, of course, vote Democrat. <laughs> That's all part of it. You know, they've got a great constituency there that are going to... They will vote Democrat because that's the 
the party of giving away your money to other people. Yes. And so uh, it, it can be alarming because I don't think all these people, just by virtue of being there and not causing any active trouble, are going to be necessarily remedied and reformed. Um, a lot of these impulses will come back and haunt society. So it's, it's you know, it makes a lot of people feel good, but it could have been a much better piece of legislation. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. He's got pushback. Rabbi Sparrow with us today. He's known worldwide as America's Rabbi, and he joins us today here on our broadcast. He's got a fantastic book. It is available on Amazon. Now, um, how's the book doing? And uh, talk to me about some of the feedback you've gotten on the book. Well, the book's doing very well. One of the main themes of the book it has to do with this whole notion of compassion. Uh, the other day, uh, Nancy Pelosi used it when basically, when basically um, trying to justify open borders. She says, "Well, we have to have compassion on all people." But what Democrats and liberals forget is that you know the regular people also deserve compassion. Our citizens, our people that work hard, you've got to have some compassion for them too. If you have some people coming in with contagious diseases or gang members from MS-13 or some people that are jihadists, they want to impose Sharia, uh, they kill people like they did in Florida, in Orlando, and, and as they did out in San Bernardino in California and in places in New York, they, they threatened people. Uh, that's not very compassionate for your citizens here in America. It's not all about What's good for illegal immigrants, you've got to have compassion for your regular people, or this whole concept of redistribution of wealth, where you, you rob people of their earnings, and we're not talking about wealthy people like Mitt Romney. Regular people that make fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, you know, tops, and you rob them in the name of compassion and give it to people who don't want to work. It's not simply people who can't work. We're all for supporting those people. But there are a lot of people that have a lifestyle now or feel a certain sense of entitlement. They don't have to work. And Pelosi and liberals, they have compassion for them, but they don't have compassion for the person that works hard and, and, and works for the money and needs the money for their kids. So it's a misplaced compassion. I, I think it's worse than that. Uh, I think we're arriving in a situation where there are many in the liberal camp that don't feel any, any solidarity, any compassion for regular, white, Christian, Midwest, or Southern conservative people. They have no feelings of compassion for them. Um, it's, it's amazing what's coming out. You hear all about the, some of the things that the left says about regular white people or Christian people or Republicans or conservatives. Uh, it's not only a lack of compassion, uh, they think we're more of an enemy than, than ISIS. Yes. <laughs> it is the strangest, strangest thing. We have got uh, Rabbi Sparrow with us today. We are going to take a uh, brief time out. When we come back, we're going to keep talking with the rabbi about his book and a little bit about some of the different news and views that's happening around the country. We've got more coming up with Rabbi Spiro on the other side. Back here in a few moments.
we've got an amazing new crowdfunding campaign for you. Anyone can invest money, but few people can be part of the fabric that will change America and the ethos of healthcare. This is legacy investment for people who want to matter into the future. Check out crowdfunder.com slash U-S-C-H-A-G slash invest. The healthcare system is complex at best and beyond the scope of the average American at least known for having gaping holes regarding efficiency in addition to a myriad of other issues that government has been trying to fix for decades makes our healthcare system ripe for disruption. Check out more information at crowdfunder.com slash U-S-C-H-A-G slash invest. Putting the power back in the hands of the people, the very people that are paying for health care is a mission. We will save the health care costs, reduce waste, and empower the American consumer that they are able to easily manage all aspects of their health care without the red tape that is currently required. Get more information at crowdfunder.com slash U-S-C-H-A-G slash invest. Do it today at crowdfunder.com slash U-S-C-H-A-G slash invest. We've got a brand new marketing partner we want to tell you about right now here on Transmedia Worldwide. Check out GoFundMe.com. Search, I am planning a cross-country trip for my fiancé. This is an amazing GoFundMe campaign by Hunter Patterson. He's in Shreveport, Louisiana. He's currently deployed. He's been for the last three months. His goal for this is to raise enough money for food, lodging, and gas. He's planning to drive across country to surprise his fiance when he gets back in March. Any donation would help, and I'll be making a video of the whole trip. The trip will start in Yorktown, Virginia, and end in Edmonton, Canada. Let's help him out today at GoFundMe.com. Search, I'm planning a cross-country trip for my fiance. Let's give him some of your hard-earned money today and tell him you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. An incredible new marketing partner with us today here on our big broadcast, GoFundMe.com slash little-black-dog-the-project. It's an independent film project. It's Jiao Little Black Dog, raising money for an anti-dog-eating-themed feature film. Check out GoFundMe.com slash Little-Black-Dog-The-Project. Little Black Dog. Check it out today on GoFundMe. Please go donate right now. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are coast to coast and motor to motor on TuneIn, iTunes. Of course, iHeartRadio today. We've got Rabbi Spiro. We're going to get back to him here in just a few moments and uh, chat with him about some of the different issues of the day. Uh, lots of things happening around the country and around the world, and I want to get the rabbi's thoughts on that as well. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners. Uh, they are the sponsor for this segment here on our big program. These folks are absolutely amazing. Check out this great GoFundMe campaign. It's for a new comedy club. The publisher of the Stand Up Magazine, a publication dedicated to showcasing comedy town for the past six years. They are planning on bringing a new 
intimate comedy club to Southern California. Think of your friendly neighborhood comedy club without Spider-Man. They've been working hard on finalizing all the aspects of the development and the construction. The biggest concern is the liquor license. Who wants to go out when you can't own or make a choice? The answer is no one. You, you, you just need to get some information. You need to donate. Go over to GoFundMe.com slash new-comedy-club. That's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search New Comedy Club and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Let's get back into it with Rabbi Spiro. He joins us today here on our big program. Now, Rabbi, um, over the uh, Christmas holiday, the uh, there's been a lot of news. Um, one being the fact that uh, uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez is now Jewish. Um, what do you make of this, my friend? Oh, this is a real din back, this girl. <laughs> I don't think she's Jewish. I, I, tell me, I would give her one of our prayer books, and I'd ask her to recite uh, some of the prayers, uh, some of the more famous prayers by heart. I don't think she could do it. Uh, there are certain things that every Jewish person, well, basically if they're an active Jew, um, there, there are certain phrases in the, in the worship that everybody knows by heart because you said it since you're a kid. I don't think she could do it. Uh, if I asked her, uh, we have the Passover, if I would ask her, okay, uh, um, young lady, I'd like you to set up the Passover, the famous Passover Seder, because there are all t- different types of foods and how you lay out things. And anybody who's an active Jewish person knows it. I bet you she wouldn't know how to do it. <laughs> she went with some fundraisers. She was there in New York, and she was with a, with a group. They were Jewish. Communist, Jewish communist, by the way. And uh, I that guess she wanted to appreciate herself. It's all part of it. And so all of a sudden, she's Jewish. It's a heck of a deal. We have got uh, Rabbi Spiro with us today. He's got Pushback, which is available on Amazon. Check out PushbackAmerica.com and CaucusForAmerica.com. Now, um, w- w- what do you now, think? James, I, just want to, yes. James, I just want to say something. Go ahead. Jump she's in there, my probably, man. She's probably as Jewish as Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas is Cherokee. <laughs> That's awesome. That was going to be my next question. What, what, what do you make of uh, her getting ready to run for president in 2020? Oh, let, let her run. I mean, she's a very, she seems like a very uh, bitter person. And you know what? I, what's so interesting about these people? They're always talking against uh, people that are capitalists. Although they're supported by people on Wall Street, there's, there's no more uh, category of capitalism than Wall Street people, and they support all these people. I don't care if they're Bernie Sanders or if they're Elizabeth Warren or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama. Uh, all of these people that are always condemning Wall Street are getting their money from Wall Street. But there's so much talk about how she used to own uh, certain properties in Oklahoma, which is not far from you. It's just right directly south. Yes, indeed. And yes. And she would flip these properties, which is real speculation. You buy them hoping that the market will... uh... So she was involved in all of these type of shenanigans uh, for financial gain. But it's it's always the same when liberal money is okay. You know, uh, George Soros' money is okay. Hollywood's money is okay. All the fellas out in Silicon Valley that are censoring conservative people, their money is okay. The only time money isn't okay is that it's built through um, 
raising cattle, or growing wheat, or mining coal, or timber, or oil, then that money's not good. But if it's uh, in their industries, it's you know, if it's in um, solar panels, that, that money is fine. Now, uh, we have got one more topic here before we let Rabbi go for today. By the way, check out his book. It is available on Amazon. It's called Pushback. Now, um, the Arab countries are in talks for possible Arab-American military alliance against Iran. Uh, what do you make of this? This story happened uh, broke in early December, and it's uh, seemed to be gaining some traction and moving forward. Well, I think, you know, we can do certain things together. I wouldn't... Uh I really wouldn't reveal to them too many of our military secrets, and I wouldn't send them always the latest and the greatest and the best technological hard military hardware that we have. We can do some joint things uh, if we have a common enemy, which is Iran. Iran is our common enemy. Um, but we still have to be careful because um, that's a region of the world, that's a type of mindset where... Um, you, you know, you're friendly with someone today, and then you turn around tomorrow, and um, and you're not friendly. So we have to be careful with what we share, what type of technology, uh, what type of uh, strategies we share. Uh, we can work together on a on a on a middle level, but I, I wouldn't make it one of these um, um, pillow talk type of uh, uh, relationships. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, Rabbi Spiro joins us today. And, Rabbi, I appreciate you making time for us today. Pushback is amazing, and uh, I always enjoy talking to you. You always make the complex understandable, and uh, you're not one of these people. You're not one of these drama guys who just is constantly angry uh, on the right. Thank you uh, for for being uh, down to earth and common sense, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, check out Pushback. It's available on Amazon. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the week, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Rabbi. And they can also check us at Caucus for America. Fantastic. Fantastic. Check out caucusforamerica.com. Have yourself a wonderful week, my friend. You too. Bye. Appreciate it. There goes Rabbi Spiro. He's got a connection to Hayes, Kansas. i got to know what that's all about. Uh, we're going to take a time out. And when we come back, Antoinette Kurtz will join us. An incredible new marketing partner with us today here on our big broadcast, GoFundMe.com slash little-black-dog-the-project. It's an independent film project. It's Jio Little Black Dog, raising money for an anti-dog-eating-themed feature film. Check out GoFundMe.com slash little-black-dog-the-project. Zio, he, zo, little black dog. Check it out today on GoFundMe. Please go donate right now on GoFundMe.com. 
An incredible new marketing partner at Transmedia Worldwide, MyAddictToMyAngel.com. MyAddictToMyAngel.com. It's M-Y-A-D-D-I-C-T-T-O-M-Y-A-N-G-E-L.com. For every accessory shift, a portion of the proceeds will be donated towards overdose awareness in honor of Brady's memory. He's an amazing individual. He was fighting, and he was helping everyone out there in the world. We lost him to drug overdose in 2016, a week after his 24th birthday. He was attending state meetings about changing the law to where you could get a court order to have someone committed and treated involuntarily for substance abuse. When we feel they are in grave danger, we just saw how many families the disease is affecting and wanted to do what we could do to help. Check out M-Y-A-D-D-I-C-T-T-O-M-Y-A-N-G-E-L.com. The musicians that played with Garth Brooks' Notre Dame Stadium concert, the first artist to ever perform there, that aired on CBS December 2nd, 2018, in the USA, has also released brand new music, as these musicians have truly great talent. Hear them on Musicians of the Stars Music Playlist on Spotify. Again, that's Musicians of the Stars Music Playlist on Spotify. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. They have a brand new GoFundMe campaign that's available at Financial Economy System. It is an amazing GoFundMe campaign. Check out G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search Financial Economy System. Commerce on the Internet has come to rely almost exclusively on financial institutions serving as trusted third parties to possess electronic payments. While the system works well enough for most transactions, it will still suffers from the inherent weakness of the trust and based model. Due to political decisions, global economy system sometimes shakes. Examples of this are the financial crisis of the United States in 2008. People are dependent on decisions that they cannot make themselves. That's why financial economy system is here. Donate to this GoFundMe campaign right now at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M. Search Financial Economy System. These folks are absolutely amazing. Find it. Do it today. Give them some of your hard-earned money here. Transmedia Worldwide. Welcome back to our big program. We are coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com. Tune in, iTunes, radio loyalty, all over the fruited plain, as they would say. Antoinette Kurtz is going to join us here in just a few moments here on our big program. And uh, we have got a lot to cover today with Antoinette. But before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners, Transmedia Worldwide. Sponsor for this segment, of course, is a fantastic new uh, crowdfunding campaign, but it's on a brand new site called Plum Fund. PlumFund.com slash fundraising slash help me fund for a slander one. And uh, let's tell you a little bit about Plum Fund. They are a free online crowdfunding platform. And uh, we encourage you to go over to plumfund.com slash help me fund for a standard one. It is an 
absolutely, absolutely amazing link. Go over and check it out today and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. But let's get into our next segment here with Antoinette Kurtz. She joins us live here on our broadcast. She firmly believes that whenever a door closes, it is because we are poised to open another, which is fantastic, by the way. And the uh, topic today, from Congress to the classroom. Today, the news is all about government shutdown, and many of us are simply confused. Why can't our elected representatives find common ground? What does this all mean? Has that affect us? With us today to discuss this in terms of books and knowledge is literary publicist and book project manager Antoinette Kurtz. And uh, getting to the point where our point of view is easily manipulated by the media, both traditional and online. And uh, you've taken a lot of years, a lot of concerted effort here. Uh, talk to me a little bit about this today, my friend. Talk to us about the topic. Well, you know, Jiggy, first of all, Happy New Year. Yes. But yes, um, I want to start by saying I was an educator. I taught elementary school. I taught high school. I know what it's like to teach kids in the classroom. And I've got a pretty good sense of what they need to learn. So um, what I'm talking about here and what I mean by this is that there was a time when the news was the facts, the 30 minutes at night, and I don't know how old you are, Jiggy, but I'm old enough to remember that uh, for 30 minutes at night, the news anchors would appraise us of the facts, one after another, without adding any editorial commentary. Why? Because that was the time allotted to the stations by the FCC for mandatory non-commercial newscasts. Newscasts made no money for the stations, and thus they re- the required quick rendition of the facts was only what they provided. Then in the early 70s, things changed dramatically. News departments uh, were now able to monetize through advertising. So anchors began to have big personalities, and the race for money began, the race for advertisers. And with that, the if it bleeds, it leads philosophy gained a foothold. And as cable news came online and competition for ratings and viewers grew, the advertising revenues became even more coveted. You see where I'm going with this? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, so simultaneously, what we taught and how we taught it in our schools changed. Our history books were changing to reflect kind of a more guilt-ridden U.S. history. Western Civ was less and less taught. And simultaneously, educators in education were becoming more and more progressive, with students recognizing that in order to get those, those coveted grades, they had to kind of parrot what their teachers were saying. So in short... We were diluting the education that allows for critical thinking, and as a result, as a society, we've become creatures easily manipulated by the media. Rather than employing, you know, fact-based critical thinking, the pundits on the cable and traditional news stations often speak in emotionally driven hyperbole. And because we've been convinced that they're the experts, we're often swayed and even convinced by the diatribes. We've got Antoinette Kurtz with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, uh, give, give me some more examples of this. Okay. Regarding the media, whether you're speaking of Misha Brzezinski, Don Lemon, or Hannity, CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, the reporting to which we have access 24-7 is agenda-driven. Same on the traditional networks. And those agendas have now insinuated themselves into TV dramas and comedies we watch, into the Internet. There's nowhere left to get news that's not agenda-driven. As for literature, there's been for more than a decade a desire to sanitize it, 
think back a decade or so when educators and librarians got together and they wanted to sanitize Huck Finn. Huck Finn is a classic. They wanted to take the use of the N-word out. They said that was egregious. And they failed. what they failed to recognize was what Twain, within the context of his time, was trying to do. Huck's father was an abusive drunk. The black man Jim was, his sur- was Huck's surrogate father. The relationship between Jim and Huck was one from which Huck learned much about what it meant to be a good person, to be a man. Discussion of this within the context of history would bring history to life. But instead, um, and, and we'd see Mark Twain for the egalitarian he was, but educators devoid of historical knowledge and context couldn't see this. And so with their combined hubris, they decided to change the writings of a master and abrogate history. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, StrategiesPR.com, by the way, LaHoyaWritersConference.com. Antoinette Kurtz is a book developer, literary publicist, and founder of the La Jolla Writers Conference. She's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, why is the media now more effective than books? Talk to me about this. Okay, the media is everywhere, and it appeals to the emotions as it, as it bombards us. It shuts down any messaging with which it disagrees. Once upon a time, media was the victim of censorship. Think about the twin beds in I Love Lucy. Now, media acts as censors. They censor anything they don't want us to hear or believe. Add to that the fact that computers and, and video games have made young people Internet-oriented. And the Internet, as we've been hearing a lot about lately, has an ideology it projects. Our children now do their homework on computers. They read their lessons on computers. They do their research on computers. And what is on computers is controlled. That's scary. Add to that that some school districts are minimizing, if not eradicating, fiction from curriculums and you have your explanation. We've got Antoinette Kurtz with us today. She joins us live from Congress to the Classroom is the topic today. Now, how has this been instrumental in creating the divide our nation is now experiencing? Okay, well, those of us who are old enough can remember dinner parties and other gatherings where we talked about sex, religion, and politics, and it didn't matter if we had different beliefs from the people we were sitting at the table with. We explored those beliefs, and we each came away feeling like we had learned something. These days, people argue, they get angry, they'll even storm out of a room, and so much of this has to do with the mitigation, if not the demise, of critical thinking. Which of our children has studied Western Civ? Who has enough knowledge of American history to recognize that while slavery was a horrible stain on the character of our country, the fact that we fought the Civil War to abolish it says a lot about our character development. The Federalist Papers are no longer read, much less the philosophers. Ask any young person about Halo or sports statistics, or the Kardashians, and you'll get an earful. Ask the same young person about John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Plato, Socrates, and you'll get very little. Knowledge is the basis of critical thinking. When there's a void in critical, critical thinking, emotions reign. And right now, we're a nation driven by emotion, which is generated by those with a money-making agenda, advertising. Yes. <laughs> you are correct about that, my friend. It Am is... I getting too 
deep into this? <laughs> no, no. I I'm enjoying this. You uh you have got a uh, a heck of a deal here. We have got Antoinette Kurtz with us today from Congress to the classroom is the topic. Now, what can and should be done in the educational process to create a less divided society? Well, first of all, get back to teaching history and history in context. Stop sanitizing it and stop trying to create guilt with it. Redevelop liberal arts education to open the doors and windows of people's minds. That means people read and they read widely and they, and they discuss widely. Get our kids reading fiction within the context of when the books were written or the time period about which they were written and create platforms for debate within the classrooms. I did an exercise. I was teaching high school back on our seniors back in 1972 when the news first changed. And I broke my class up into three groups, and each group had to watch the news every night. One group watched CBS, one watched NBC, and one watched ABC. And then the, the next day they would come in, they'd get five minutes to put their notes together as a group, and they'd have to say which stories were told in what order and what the skew was on the stories. And what they got to see was that depending on the station you were watching, you could get an entirely different feeling about not only which story was important, but what the story was about. Do things like that with kids. Bring exercises into the classroom that provide kids with a sense of how they're being played and swayed by the media. Demand that the political views of educators be kept out of the classrooms. Uh, you know, I don't care whether you're a conservative or a liberal. You're not there to, to tell our kids how to think. You're there to teach them how to think. Um, and encourage our kids to read widely and with discernment, both fiction and nonfiction and encourage them to think for themselves. Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Now, uh, usually, when, when you're on here, my friend, uh, we, we usually go over uh, a book that you recommend. What, what, what book or some type of, uh, you know, can you recommend for people to uh, get more information on this topic? Well, we're talking about educating our kids today. So I'd like to recommend a book for parents to read with their kids. We're hearing a lot about the, um, the opioid epidemic and some of the, the um, um, TV stations are now covering um, alcohol addiction. The book is called Alcohol, Drugs, and You, A Young Person's Guide to Avoiding Addiction. And it's written by Mark Treitler and his daughter, Leanna, who's a teenager. Um, and Mark was an alcoholic. He uh, began recovery because of uh, a comment by his daughter when she was eight years old. He's been sober now for about ten years. And this is a real guide to substance abuse for kids about, I would say, anywhere between ten and twelve years old. And nobody's touching that age group. Everybody talks to kids in junior high, but nobody talks to younger kids. And these days, by the kids are by the time kids are in junior high, many of them are already beginning to dabble. So, Alcohol, Drugs, and You by Mark and Leanna Treitler. It's a young person's guide to avoiding uh, addiction, and it's a great book for parents to buy and educators to buy to read with kids. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us today about uh, this topic, because this is this is something that is very, very important, and I'm glad that you made time for us to talk about it today. Well, thanks for having me on, Jiggy, and again, Happy New Year to all the listeners out there and to you. Definitely. Well, have yourself a wonderful day. We'll talk next week. Thank you, my friend. All right. Take care. Bye. Appreciate it. There goes Antoinette Kurtz. And there we go. 